Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Talking Leadership. I'm Dan Mulraney. Glad to have you back. We have a great show planned for you today as we're going to welcome our second guest, a bright, dedicated, and talented woman who we all know here in Cape May County, Vicki Clark. Vicki will be here shortly to give us her perspective on leadership and her thoughts on the challenges and benefits of leading an organization that has hundreds of members. In her case, the Cape May County Chamber of Commerce. But before we meet Vicki, I'd just like to share some of my thoughts on leading large groups. If done properly, it's gonna take some time and effort, right? It's going to require you to get out of the office and hit the road, so to speak. Large organizations most likely have many departments and a defined rank structure. And those folks are gonna to wanna to see you, they're gonna to wanna to hear from you, they're going to want to be heard and provide input about their department and probably the organization as a whole. If you're not getting out and doing this, then you're missing a huge component of leadership. Tom Peters, Stephen Covey, Marshall Goldsmith, and many other gurus will tell you to get out, meet with your team, all the way down to the frontline staff, and then listen, really listen with your eyes and your ears. Listen to feedback about the organization and about you and consider it. Possibly in time, even make changes based on this feedback. People want to be heard, included, appreciated. They want to feel like they're part of the team. If you want to increase morale, productivity, and psychological safety, give people a chance to be heard without fear of repercussions. Allow them to speak freely. If you want buy-in from your team, give them some say in what's coming their way. People are much more inclined to actively participate if they have some say in what happens next. This can be challenging with hundreds of people and easy to avoid due to the high numbers, but don't let it slide. Break it down into chunks, meet with small groups each month, put it on your calendar, and make sure it happens. Work your way through the entire organization over time, follow up, give feedback where necessary, and then start again. You ultimately have the final say as the figurehead, but please don't impose your thoughts and ideas on your team without hearing from them first. You never know what someone will say, what pieces of wisdom will come out. You've done your due diligence. You and your team have hired good, smart people, so let them give you suggestions. You don't need to be the smartest person in the room. It's okay to take advice from others or ask for input from others, even if they hold a rank lower than you do. It shows that you're human, you're authentic and genuine, and people love that in their boss. So get out of the office. Step away from your comfort zone and your core group of friends and see what the rank and file have to say. You might be amazed. Okay, let's get to our second guest on Talking Leadership. Tonight, we have the great honor and privilege to be joined by Vicki Clark, President Emeritus of the Cape May County Chamber of Commerce. 31 years ago, Vicki joined the chamber as she and her husband, Bruce, owned a business in Cape May County. And the final 18 years of that 31 years, she served as president of the chamber an 800-member Chamber of Commerce, 27-member Board of Directors. That's quite a tenure. Congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on your retirement. And thanks so much for being here. 
Thanks, Dan. It's it's really fun to have this opportunity to talk about the chamber and my experience, which was um, a wonderful opportunity and a, a great place to spend my career. Great. Yes, I'm, I'm sure it was. I mean, 18 years is a lot of time to meet people, to um, be part of the community. It's, it seems like so much really went in to, to being the president. I mean, when you're when you're um, talking about, you know, building the economy and working with legislators and and in, increasing jobs in, in the county, beach replenishment. I mean, so many things uh, go into into that position. It, it's quite a lot to um, it's quite a lot to imagine that it must be more than a full time job for you. <laughs> Well, well, it was. And I think that, um, you know, there's there's nothing really quite like a chamber of commerce. And I think um, maybe starting the conversation and trying to understand what a chamber of commerce is might help a little bit with the conversation, um, okay. because, you know, a chamber of commerce is different in every community that uh, a chamber serves, because the chamber of commerce is is there to support the business community. And so the 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 business community, you know, it can be um, agricultural, it can be manufacturing, it can be, um, you know, in our area, it's it it's tourism. So the chamber is there to support the businesses and to uh, promote business uh, in in whatever way, shape, or form that is. And you know, so that takes on the the look and the feel of the community in which it serves. And and so Cape May County being uh, a, a relatively small area, but made up of so many different tourism destinations, you know, we have lots of chambers of commerce. Um, you know, all of our barrier islands have a chamber of commerce, and then our our um, mainland communities have a chamber of commerce, and then there's the Cape May County Chamber of Commerce, where I spent my time. And and so there's a lot of layers of, of overlap. Um, and so because the Chamber of Commerce is a voluntary membership organization, um, then you know everybody has to to find you know what makes you unique, and um, so tourism being so important to the Cape May County business economy, you know on the barrier islands the chambers are very important in helping to um, create events and uh, drive uh, visitors to those in individual destinations that we have, and. And then as the county chamber of commerce, you know, we're we're promoting tourism in a different way. And and so there's, you know, you're you're um, you're creating a, a reason for these businesses to be a, a, a member of your organization and you're finding your own unique identity. And and so that's in and of itself, that's that's a whole different kind of nonprofit leadership. Um, and, and so the reason that we have chambers of commerce is is different in every community in which you are located around the country and around the world. Yes. So it's it's interesting because, you know, you do 
have all those all, all the little communities. I mean, I spent a great deal of of my life in Stone Harbor. I know they have a chamber there that that does very well and successful. How is it how how is it that you're able to bring these communities together into a greater purpose to, to serve the county? Well, the as I mentioned, you know, uh, tourism being the number one economic driver in Cape May County. Um, the local chambers are critically important to their communities because they are building community and they are promoting events at, that is so critical to the summer tourism industry. And then, of course, in the shoulder seasons. And then as a county uh, chamber, you know, we're helping to promote what they're doing locally. But what made us what makes the Cape May County Chamber different is uh, and you mentioned um, a lot of the advocacy work that we do. And, and working with our elected officials and the, um, the uh, year-round business promotion that we're doing, the education work that we do, um, and, you know, kind of the, the bigger picture on the statewide focus, taking Cape May County's business issues and more or less crossing the bridge, building those partnerships and alliances with our uh organizations that uh, we work with on a regional basis and uh, promoting Cape May County and our issues with uh, Cumberland County, Atlantic County, all of South Jersey, and, and you know, partnering and working and expanding our reach. Right. That's 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 years and years of networking and, and getting to know people and understanding the value of those connections with people all over, you know, all over the county, all over the state. I, I always, I always preach that when I, when I talk to people about leadership is that, that, you know, people go to conferences and, and, and seminars and things and, and, and they learn and there's value there, but networking and, and relationships are, are a critical piece to success, I think, in leadership. Absolutely. And that, that, you know, as I thought about our conversation, um, those two things were were at the top of my list as, you know, what it took to be a good leader of the Cape May County Chamber of Commerce. And it was networking, you know, within the county and also networking statewide and the relationships that you build. Um, those are, are key to, I think, anyone in a leadership position, but were very important to um, the successful leading of the organization. And I had a very good uh, role model. Uh, my uh, predecessor at the chamber um, had had built a, a tremendous foundation for me to follow and, um, and, and carry the baton. Nice. And it's always great to, to know that you have, you know, as a you know, as as a person who has somebody potentially to to follow or to have a leader ahead of you. Not everybody has a great experience with that. You know, some people uh, have the great fortune to, to follow uh, a, a great leader, um, somebody who understands um, how to lead and involve people and, and be authentic and, and empathetic and all the things that go into great leadership. Um, but, but not everybody has the, the chance to do that. I mean, sometimes you can learn as much from a, a poor leader as you can from a good one. Um, you just have to sort of sort that out. Um, but that's uh, I'm I'm happy to hear that that you had such a great opportunity 
um, to have somebody ahead of you uh, that that showed you sort of showed you the way. So and that, and that really brings me to the first sort of thoughts about your thoughts on leadership uh, prior to becoming uh, the president at the chamber. Well, I think that, um, you know, there are so many different styles of leadership and each person has to find what fits into their own personal comfort zone. And and as I mentioned, I think for me, it's about relationships. I, I came from a marketing background and um, as you mentioned before, I became the president and CEO of the chamber. I had uh, I had been at the chamber for quite some time. And in that position, I was the marketing and membership director. And so my background was in marketing. And so, you know, in, in marketing, you're, um, you know, that that requires, you know, developing relationships with people. But I think that um, in, in any leadership position, you have to be able to, um work with people. I think you have to um, know how to uh, communicate with people, read people, and listen. I think leadership requires a, a good bit of listening skills. And, and when you're in sales and marketing, um, I think um, listening is, is really the biggest part of, of, of making a sale and understanding what the buyer wants. So I think leadership requires uh, a, being able to listen to other people and understand what their needs are and how you can deliver. And, and when you're leading a team is listening and understand what your, what your teammates need and what your staff needs. And I always, I always felt that, that we were a small office that I, I had, I had a team. I didn't really look at people as my staff because we were such a small office that everybody really worked more independently on their projects and not necessarily worked for me. Um, I mean, they, they did work for me, but we, we all supported each other and yes. I would be um, just as uh, quick to, depending on what the project was to, to walk into, you know, the administrative assistance office and say, okay, what can I do to get us to the finish line of this project? You know, do I need to stuff envelopes today or do I need to, you know, what, what, what's the most important thing to do? You know, you've got me for an hour here. So I've got to stuff bags or, you know, make name badges or, or whatever, because executing at, at a high level of, of success was the most important thing. It wasn't about me standing at the podium. Um, you know, because that to me was how we, how we did a good job. And, um, and I think that that, you know, um, I was raised with the philosophy that you never ask someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And, and I also, my experience at the chamber was, um, I, I actually began my career at the chamber as a volunteer. So there is no job at the chamber that I really haven't done myself. So it was really very easy for me to have that philosophy. Um, and I know that if you read leadership books and things like that, they're, you know, servant style leaders and intentional leaders and, and, you know, lots of philosophies on leadership. But I personally think that you just have to find the style that's, that fits yourself. And, and truthfully, I think on any given day, a different style might be what is most necessary. And you, you have to step up to the plate and deliver what is necessary. Um, so, 
you know, if, if it's filling in because someone didn't come into work or if it's, you know, if, if, if you just have to be very, you know, direct and to the point because someone's not stepping up and doing their job. Um, you're, you know, you're in charge and you've got to make sure that the job gets done. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, I also feel that mentorship is, is extremely important and probably the, the most enjoyable part of my uh, tenure was the opportunity to work with young people uh, during the times when we had um, interns and being able to just work with them and, and, and help them along their way as they were finding their own career paths. I find young people to be fascinating and um, just uh, the most enjoyable part of the job. Agreed. I, I, I really, uh, I couldn't agree more with so many things that you said. And, and, I, and I'll start by um, talking about listening. I, so collectively, I think we do a really bad job uh, as leaders. We're busy. There's a hundred things to think about. The phone is ringing, the emails, everything's happening. And you're, it's, it's difficult at times. But to focus on listening and to understand that you listen with your eyes and your ears and that your, you know, your attention is where it needs to be. Because people know when you're not listening and nobody wants to talk to, to somebody who's not listening. It's such a critical piece. It seems so simple, uh, but a lot of times we, we get that wrong. So I think it's a really important thing uh, to mention. Um, also, and I, I, I've also, you know, many times I feel like there are all, a lot of smarter people in the room than me. Uh, I might have had the opportunity to have been in, in a lot of other uh, meetings with more background and more, uh, you know, uh, have more detail and things like that. But, um, you know, I will say one thing about the chamber is that, you know, there's, um, you know, we have transportation committees and environment committees and legislative committees and, um, you know, all kinds of committees on things. But, and so I get a lot of information, but I'm not, a, I was never an expert on any of them. I could give you the bullet points on lots of things but not the details on, on very many subject matters. So, you know, the, almost anything that we were talking about, the other people in the room, they were the subject matter experts. And I was listening to get enough information that I could pass along details to the next group. Everybody else in the room were the subject matter experts, and I was there to listen, get information from them. Right. Yeah, and and sort of be able to gather that information, make informed decisions, bring bring the organization along, uh, having gathered all that information. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you've always you always hear um, the old adage, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. You know, right, surround right. yourself with good, smart people, uh, and 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 listen to them, and um, it, help them. I know you talked about a little bit about about servant leadership, being there for your team, give your team the tools that they need to succeed, 
and 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 the autonomy to, to to do it, give them permission to fail if need be, and 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 just leave them alone. And there's a lot to be said for that. And and your team feels that they understand that, and they're much more willing to be a part of that team. Right. Exactly. Um. So you um. So you had some time. Uh, sort of as the marketing person, there is a there is a president on board handling all that. And then when that person decides to leave, what 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 brought you to the decision? Hey, I think I think I can lead or should lead this organization. Well, um, an opportunity to help contribute more to my family. You know, it was a you know a, a better job. Um, new challenges for myself. And, um, you know, um, I, I think that was, and, and I had, you know, for many years, I, I felt that I had been the number two person and I had put myself forward, um, to, um, you know, to, to take that next step. Um, there had been a time when um, I thought my predecessor was going to retire and and I would not have put my name in consideration because of the ages of my children, um, because I am a very family first person and it was not the right time, you know, because of their ages. But then when he did decide to retire, um, I was like, OK, if I'm going to if I'm going to make a change in my career path, now is the time. And, um, and, and I think that, you know, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice challenge for me. It was a nice opportunity. I felt that I, um, was, um, able to, uh, take that step forward that I, that I could lead the organization that I had been, um, you know, um, I, I wanted the challenge, you know, I wanted to put myself in that position to step up and, and, and I had some new ideas. I had some, you know, I felt that the chamber uh, to that point had been very much focused on, um, you know, in, in one lane, um, you know, just was much more of, you know, just an information center and, and, and very, um, very, Tours and focus, which of course is a, is the a good thing, but I wanted to do it in a different way. I wanted to um, promote our tourism industry, not from just um, tourism literature and an information center, but you know more from a um, expand that opportunity more from a more advocacy perspective and more from from every aspect of the chamber. I wanted to. Um, create the foundation that we did and and then um, the chamber leadership program I wanted to expand our business development programs and our education programs I, I thought that there was more opportunity to expand the business representation of the chamber nice so so um, as you're as you're making this decision to step up you're you're creating a vision, uh, a, a path forward. Um, so you ultimately achieve that. You 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 become you become the president. When you get there, do you does does your perspective change? Do you find 
roadblocks or challenges that maybe you hadn't expected as you were viewing it from a different position um, and now you're there? Well, um, you know, it definitely is baptism by fire. Um, I, you know, I always told everybody that I hired that, you know, you have to work at the chamber for a year so that you can see the operation in full because nothing makes sense until you see how you're doing this program and this event and how eventually it all makes sense and, and you're doing it um, to, you know, one thing after the next and you can't, you can't stop and take a breath because you've got one thing on top of the next, on top of the next, on top of the next. Um, and so it was hard to execute, you know, these ideas and these visions because we were go always going from one thing to the next. And the chamber is a self-funded organization. Um, and so you're always doing an event or running a project in order to fund the organization. So it's, it's very hard to execute a new idea because, you, you know, you're always having to earn your keep. And um, so, yes, um, the, Simple answer is yes, it was hard to bring these ideas to life because, um, you know, you don't, there's no seed money, you know, everything right. is a startup. Right. But eventually, yes, we were able to, um, you know, launch some of these ideas. And, and the important thing to understand, and I probably should have said this in the very beginning, um, this is not, was not Vicki Clark's Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce is a membership organization and, and the success is so importantly credited to the wonderful volunteer leadership of the board of directors and the officers that stand up and give their time to serve as officers and as you know committee chairs and volunteers, and they're the ones who, you know, would say, yes, let's do this. Yes, let's try this. And so, you know, when we said, let's do this Women in Business Conference, which is now one of the most successful events that we've had, and I, that we just had the 18th annual conference, um, you know, that was one of the things that we started in my second year. Um, wow. And, you know, so... Um, and, and it's, it's like the easiest event that we put together. Um, it, it has wonderful support. We, we get speakers very easily and it's, um, always, you know, a capacity crowd. Um, you know, so, you know, it's just a matter of saying, yes, we can do this. And, and, you know, we, it took a while, but we finally got past the men saying, when are we going to have a men in business conference, you know? Um, right. But, you know, there are things, you know, if, if we could just have another one of those, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it, it was a great idea. And it wasn't like, you know, having to beat anybody over the head with the club to do it. It was just like this, I think this would work. And, um, yeah. you know, everybody loves it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think, you know, it, it sounds like you were, you know, trying to to to, to piece it together as, as you started there and figure out how to, 
you know, manage the, you know, the growth of the organization and, and move from project to project and still find the time and the space to, to do other things. And um, it, it, there's a lot of really great, talented people in the county, and, and uh, you know that probably better than anybody. Uh, but it is great to have those folks on board that are ambitious, that see the bigger picture, that understand the, beyond their own organization what it means for the for the county as a whole. And I think it's I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's awesome. And and I'm glad you were able to put that together uh, over years. And, and and you know all of these things are are. Um, are, are important to do, but they have to be done. And they're, you know, things like the Women of Business Conference and, and our expo and things like that are done on an annual basis. We do them every year. But, you know, then, you know, we also, you know, we have those key issues and you mentioned them in the intro that always advocating for beach replenishment, always advocating for the, the tourism dollars, always advocating for, um, you know, our environmental uh, responsible development with environmental responsibilities, um, you know, things like that, that we are looking out for our business community, um, you know, labor laws. We were, we were one of the key advocates in getting our uh, teen labor laws updated. So now it's an online uh, process. Um, you know, we pointed, you know, that out and we, we partnered with our, um, our business um, organizations that are located in Trenton because it was easier for them to, you know, carry the issue uh, to the legislators across the street than it was for us here in Cape May County. Um, but, you know, that was such a burdensome process, um, you know, to have our youth have to go to the school and get papers signed and it, it was yeah. it was such a ridiculous it hadn't been updated in 90 years and um you know we had to get that done that was just such a ridiculous process yeah no that's awesome because my my son's going through it right now <laughs> 17 years old and he's you know he's he's going through that process so thank you on behalf of the Mulraneys for simplifying yeah. that process for him um, I know there's there's so much when I when I look at my notes here and I see the you know the New Jersey Travel Industry Association, the Atlantic Cape Community College Foundation, the Business Alliance for the Protection of the Atlantic Coast, Cape May County Coast Guard Community Foundation. I mean that's a lot of hats. That's a lot of information to gather and work with. Um, you feel overwhelmed by that at times. Well, you know, keeping in perspective that all those things were done as a representative of the Cape May County Chamber of Commerce, um, and it was my pleasure to represent the chamber um, on those boards, and easy because of, a, you know, personal passion. When you talk about Atlantic Cape Community College, I believe in continued education, and, um, you know, so easy to um, dedicate my time to that organization. The um, the Coast Guard Foundation, I, uh, my father-in-law was in the Coast Guard and um, actually why I'm here because he was transferred here. I met my husband at Virginia Tech and, you know, I got married. I mean, I got engaged on the Coast Guard Beach. So I have a personal affection for that organization and um, yeah. was, was very, very honored to be part of the team that um, helped get Cape May County designated as a Coast Guard community. So, um, you know, 
it, it's easy to work on things that you also have a personal passion for. And um, I am delighted that um, my, my successor at the Cape May County Chamber, Barbara Stafford Jones, um, feels the same way and, and continues to work, um, you know, if not on the same boards and things, but, you know, through her own uh, relationships and networking will, you know, continue the reach of the chamber. And, and she is a, an amazing networker and leader in her own right. And that's, you know, that's what the person at the chamber does is expand the, the leadership of the chamber for the business community through their own networking and resources. And, and that's what, you know, that's what I was able to do um, at, through my uh, position uh, at the State Tourism Association and, and, and the other, and the other groups. And then, and you take, you bring that information back and share it locally. And that's, what's important to our business community that, that we're, we're that resource at the local level representing at the state level. And we bring what we learn at the state level and share it locally. And, and that's what makes the, the chamber then a strong and powerful and meaningful organization for businesses to be a member of. Yeah, it's and and, and it is and it to you know as, as you're talking about that and you're you're talking about your successor and you know one of the things we talk about in leadership is 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 planning for your successor. You know, creating that as leaders we build more leaders, right? That's what we do. And we try to we try to bring folks up that we know this person or these people. Uh, there may be a number of them who who could just as as you walk out the door, that 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 organization just keeps right on rolling. You, you've done your due diligence as the leader, preparing other folks. You've created a vision. Everybody understands that vision. Now they'll just carry it right on and and build on it. And 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 do more and and have their own vision. And it sounds like you've really done a good job of that. I think so. I think um, that there there are amazing people in Cape May County, and I think that in bringing her on board, she uh, she's one of those amazing people, and she's going to do a wonderful job. Great, good, glad to hear that. So you talked about um, just a, a few minutes ago talking about. Uh, dealing with legislators and folks in Trenton. Uh, how different is that for you? Does, you know, in terms of being a leader, you know, how do you approach that? And and how is it different than the way you approach your, your chamber members? It's got to be different, right? Legislators in Trenton. It is different. It is different. Um, I, I, I have learned um, that I have to, um, dial down my passion a bit um our <laughs> lobbyist <laughs> our lobbyist dear friend of mine um you know would always um he was he was a great mentor and teacher to me um you know that um you have to present the facts um you know and um really um know your know your your talking points know them well and uh because you know elected officials they're there um they're they're elected by 
um, their constituents. And um, they're, you know, when you're presenting a business issue, um, you are, you are presenting a special interest group's perspective. And so you have to be very clear and concise about what your, what your concerns are and, um, and just be very factual. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, I, I think that that is something that I had to learn, um, very early on. Um, I'm a constituent on the one hand, but, you know, we are, you know, if, whether it's tourism or whether it's the business perspective, you know, you were talking about minimum wage or whatever you're talking about, then you're bringing a special interest group perspective to the conversation. And, and so that was something that I really had to learn and understand that that is, um, you know, that that's a different talking point. Um, but, um, you know, you just have to be, you know, you have to study, you have to know what you're talking about. And, yes, and especially, because... you know, if you're going to testify uh, something at a committee hearing and things like that, you really have to do your homework and you have to know and you have to, it, you know, if you want to make your point and you want to, you know, win someone to your side of the argument, then, you know, be prepared. Right. Like you said, clear and concise. Brevity is your friend. <laughs> you know, they they want you to get to the point. Say it. Be clear, be honest, be open about what it is that that you're looking for. And I, I think that's a that's a great way to approach it. Yeah. I mean, I never really had to do that over my time, but it sounds like you really grew into that and and really sort of started to understand that process. Uh, over, I mean, over the course of 18 sure. years, that's a, sure. that's a long time. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and you said earlier, you know, sometimes you you have to adjust your your leadership style you know, based on who you're talking to or with, um, you know, people in different organizations are all at different levels at different times. And, and you have to change the way, you know, somebody might just need some coaching, some somebody might need just given direction, then off they go. Um, and um, changing your leadership style based on you know, talking to the chamber or, or talking to the legislators. I mean, that's a critical distinction, I think. Uh, to make and, and understand. I think it is. And I think, you know, um the uh, the, you know, as the um uh, being the president and the CEO, there's that, there's that position of leadership, but then we also have, you know, we have our our board chair, you know, so there are times when they are, you know, the, the leader of the organization and I'm I'm in the supportive role too. So you have to know, you know, which 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 leader are you? Are you in the right. supportive role leader? Right. Or are you the leader leader? You know, so to me sometimes it's it's easy to put it in that perspective. And a lot of leaders really don't get that. Like uh, a lot of times you'll see a leader who will be, you know, sort of uh, that shows that may show weakness if I'm, you know, being in a supportive role or that I'm letting somebody else um, take the reins on this particular issue. And, and um, you know, I've never really believed that, that, that that's a sign of weakness, that that's strength, that's authenticity, that's understanding who you are. I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. And when I when I'm in an organization, I find people to surround myself with 
that can do the things that I can't, you know, and, and together and, and together we can we can find some success. You know, so I, I think that's a really um important um distinction to make. Um a lot of times it's harder in that supportive role because you have to be so so much more prepared to give them everything that they need. When you are there, you can think on your feet, you can cover for yourself, but when you are in the supportive role, you have to be so much more prepared on their behalf. Yes, and and, and you, because, well, you're ultimately gonna take the heat, right? <laughs> We're all sure. gonna stand up and say, yep, that's on me, that's on me. And um, you know that that's that's part that is part of being a, a good leader. Um, one of the things uh, I always talk about um, when I discuss leadership with folks is that it's really important to have, um, you know. And Daniel Goleman wrote a book on this called uh, Emotional Intelligence, and and one of the one of the factors is having some self awareness, and and really reflecting on your own behavior, your own, you know, faults and weaknesses. And, and, you know, I, I do it all the time. You know, if, if I'm driving home and I'm thinking to myself, how did today go? What did I do well today? What didn't go so well today? And, and honestly have that sort of uh, self-assessment and then regroup and refocus the next day, correct what needs to be corrected, apologize if you need to apologize, build on the things that you thought went well. Um, how, how do you feel about that? Like about some self-assessment in your day as, as you're going through, you know, your time as, as the president? I think it's critically important. I think if you're not aware of, of yourself and how you are, um, how you are doing, um, whether it's day by day or hour by hour, um, then you you miss the opportunities to improve on yourself and help your team to improve on the on themselves. Um, I I think that you uh, you know you're just um, you're just you're you maybe you're not even present in in what's going on, um, but you you have to reflect. And, and, you know, it's like, it's like doing a, um, uh, a recap of an event or a meeting or, or something like that. And, and, and then taking your notes for, you know, what will we do better the next time? I think yeah. you, you have to do that for yourself, um, with anything. It, I, it, I think it's critically important. Yeah. Agreed. And, um, you know, part of that I think is, is like you, like you just said, you know, coming out of a meeting, getting the team together. All right, how did how did we do? You know, what is it that we collectively could do? And because we talk about in leadership, giving feedback to people, um, you know, telling them when they're doing a good job and maybe some areas that they might need to approve on, approve upon. But one of the things that we don't always do as leaders is ask about feedback for ourselves. You know, tell me how I'm doing. How can I support you better? What what do you need from me uh, as your leader? And I, I think sometimes we we miss that. It's easy to bulldoze through your life and not understand the impact that we have on on other people. So getting that feedback, I think, is critical. Absolutely. I recently helped 
um, with an event that um, I'd been part of for years, but I hadn't been involved in the nitty gritty, you know, in the in the minute details for years. And it was such a challenge to go back and say, you know, okay, where do we start? You know, where, you know, where's like number one on the list and, and to take myself back to, you know, like 20 years ago and say, what's the first thing we do here? Because as, as the head of the organization, you know, I've been part of this event for years, but, you know, I had an events person who actually, you know, executed the minute details. And we would sit down and we would go over this, but I wasn't making the phone calls and wasn't doing the things, you know, which was wonderful. And like I said, never ask someone to do something you won't do yourself, but when you have really good people who work for you and you don't have to question, you don't have to tell them what to do, you know, they're doing their job and that's a really good thing. So, you know, it was very interesting. I mean, we had a successful event and that was terrific, but it was so interesting, the things that I missed. Yeah. And, and they weren't catastrophic, but right. it was like, oh, I should have done this. Oh, where's that? Because, um, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, they were really the little, they were the little niceties that we had added on over time that I was just like, oh, yeah. hell. Um, right. You don't want to miss those. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But you have to I do think... those, you have to do those assessments. Yes, absolutely. And I think I think feedback is important in, in both directions. And and um, I think uh, a lot a lot of times we miss that. Uh, so one of the other things I wanted to ask you and I see, my goodness, you, you know, there's a list of awards <laughs> that Vicki Clark has won. I mean, the 2018 Woman of Wonder, Boy Scouts of America, Garden State Council's Woman of Achievement Award. South Jersey Business People's Impact Award, Cape May County Tourism Welk Award. I mean, so, so many awards. What keeps you motivated, you know, through through all that? Well, you know, I, I do want to, uh, you know, do a good job, you know, I, and um, I'm, you know, it's, it's wonderful when people recognize that you've done a good job. I, but I do always say that I have been privileged to be the spokesperson for an organization that, that does a really good job. So um, to be recognized, you know, I feel like many of those recognitions are the, the benefit of an organization that does a really good job. Um, and I, it's very humbling. Um, but, um, the motivation comes from, you know, I've, I always wanted the chamber to be recognized for the work that the chamber does. The chamber is an amazing organization that, um, you know, you mentioned in the intro, the incredible responsibility of promoting an economy um, and the Cape May County is made up of so many small businesses that support small families and, and, and small numbers of staff people. And, 
and that's what the chamber does is we promote those businesses. And, and um, I think that, you know, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, and, and, and my goal was always for the chamber to be successful in promoting those member businesses. So that's the motivation to keep people employed and to help those businesses prosper. Yeah. Nice. No, that's great motivation. Uh, it, and so, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, you know, you see great leaders and I see it all the time. I go to these conferences all around the country and, and, and talk about leadership and you see great leaders get up there to accept an award and without fail. The, the one of the very first things out of their mouth is this isn't about me. <laughs> this is about this team. I just happen to be the one that that's going to stand up here and collect this award. But this team of ours has done an amazing job and always quick to give to give credit to this to the supporting teams uh, and leaders. You know, we, we always are the ones standing up there smiling for the picture, but we know that how invaluable um you know the, the the team is the team never gets the credit and and that's you know that's really a sad reality but you know as, as you say you know we always have great people that work for us or else we couldn't get our jobs done yeah absolutely um just uh one more thing i'd like to talk about before before we go and i just wanted to uh give you an opportunity to to talk about your leadership training program I know that's important to you. I think it's important to the county. So I'd love to, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that. So Leadership Cape May County um, was created in 2015. It actually um, is the flagship program of the Cape May County Chamber Education Foundation. And um, we, it, many chambers across the country have leadership programs. Um, so it was created um, using models from, chambers across the country. Um, the, the purpose is to um, help uh, build uh, a program. Well, it, it is a program that um, helps develop informed and committed qualified business leaders um, in Cape May County. Um, so there's no age requirement you, you know you can be a young professional you could be in, in the latter parts of your career and we have every class has always had um, a mixture of all ages um, professions nonprofits for-profits government civic leaders um, a wide range the class typically has somewhere between 18 and and 25 individuals in it. Um, the, the program is a nine month program. It meets one day a month and it, it requires a commitment that you will attend all nine months. Um, so there's an attendance requirement. Um, the it's, it's all day. The morning is a, um, leadership seminar, the three hour seminar and the afternoon is, um, uh, it's like a field trip um, and it focuses every month on a different aspect of the county um, that highlights, you know, a strength, a weakness, 
um, an opportunity or a threat. Um, the, in the beginning of the, of the program, the um, participants take a disk analysis and, um, and they also, um, and, and in part of that, they self-identify um, what they think strengths, weaknesses, threats, and opportunities of the county are. And they also, um, through that, um, they're divided up into groups and um, they choose a class project. And based on one of those things that they identified. And so in April or so, they, they present a project um, and um, they, they, um, they learn about leadership styles, strategic thinking, and problem, creative problem solving, effective communication, uh, change management, conflict resolution, um, uh, generational dynamics, um, public speaking. Um, uh, every, every month is a different um, thing that they focus on in their leadership training. So it's, um, and, and every year the class is, is full. They're already taking uh, applications for the 2024 class. Wow. Love it. I love it. I love the focus on leadership. I, I'm so happy that you're doing that. I think we miss the boat a lot of times on leadership. I'm so glad to see uh, that you're doing that in Cape May County. I'd love to hear that you have such a, such a range of folks um attending the classes uh, you know i always believe it's never too late to jump in there and, and learn something you know i try to do it every single day uh i i do feel like unfortunately um a lot of times we start leadership training much too late in our careers uh, a lot of times I, people are in positions for a, a promotional position for six months before they get their first day of, of training uh so I love that you're doing that, and I think I think um, I think that's a really good program. Sounds terrific to me. I think it has been, you know, really one of the best things the chambers has ever done. I, you know, it's it's unfortunate that we can only do about twenty people a year, um, and of course during COVID there was a pause. So I think probably about a hundred people have gone through the program. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Wow, that's really good. Vicki, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight. I appreciate all your insight. Uh, hopefully the folks um, have gotten as much out of this as I did tonight. Appreciate you taking some time to be with us. And, and congratulations again on your retirement. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time on Talking Leadership with Dan Mulraney. Good night.